Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Thanks for being with us. Happy Pride Month, everybody out there. Hope you're uh, celebrating. Mario's got his Blackhawks Pride shirt on. Awesome day. Uh, awesome month. Awesome time. So happy Pride Month, everybody out there. Uh, make sure you smash that like button on the YouTube page. Make sure you follow our YouTube uh, channel by subscribing. Same thing with your podcast app. Follow, like, leave those five-star reviews. We'd really, really appreciate that. Yes, a lot of people in the chat are saying it 27 days mm-hmm. until Connor Bedard is a Chicago Blackhawk. We're going to talk about uh, that. Corey Pronman has one of his latest uh, mock drafts out with some good news for the Hawks, however you cut it up. You'll never guess who You'll goes never number guess, one. But it looks nice <laughs> in 19, too. Yeah, Got some news around the NHL with the Pittsburgh Penguins hiring Kyle Dubas, but maybe more interesting who they didn't hire. And then at 2.30-ish, give or take, we're going to be joined by TNT's Liam McHugh. The cup final, you may have heard, starts on Saturday. We're going to get a preview with Liam McHugh their studio analyst. So a big show today. Uh, thanks for being with us. And I guess we should start with the, uh, why don't we start with the Penguins real quick? Yeah. It's really nice to hear from Kyle Dubas a couple weeks ago saying, if it's not here in Toronto, I'm not going anywhere. My family can't handle it. And <laughs> days later, he's named. That was as GM. As GM, though. I guess it's technically true. He doesn't <laughs> so have to travel as much in his current it's, role. It's the old uh, George Costanza line. It's not a lie if you believe it. There you go. I don't think anybody for a second believed that anyway when said that. Like, money talks. Yes. Money yes. talks. Pittsburgh threw it at him. They gave him, they gave him money. They gave him a title. Now we get to see if the hype surrounding Kyle Dubas is real. He's been anointed like this hockey genius for years. And when he first got there, it was Lou Lamorello doing all the heavy lifting. Yep. He was the one that got drafted a lot of those those hardcore guys, you know, the guys from your Matthews, your William Nylander guys. Now there's all these reports that Brendan Shanahan and the board yep. shot down a lot of his moves. He doesn't have those excuses anymore. No. He's in charge. Let's see what you got, boy. Wonder. Hey, I'm interested. I, you know, I, I, it's it's, and I'm happy for his family. You know, now his wife can open her like random weird business that uh hockey wives oh like a pillow shop or i'm gonna massage your hamsters for 50 dollars an hour or whatever was, uh, Brent Sopel's wife it was a pillow shop a that's pillow exactly shop? what okay. i was talking about i thought yes. it was a stationary store <laughs> same thing yeah. yeah now these uh oh my wife says she's a small business owner congratulations so i'm happy for the dubas family but i am genuinely interested to see what he can do because when he was hired, he was not the old boys club hire. He was a smart kind of the new generation of hockey thinker. And I'm glad guys like him are getting work. It's really fun and it's really easy 
to laugh at the Leafs. We all love to do it. It's hockey's favorite pastime for the 31 other cities in the league. They make it so easy, (laughs) and they did it again today. Mm -hmm. But I think the idea of Kyle Dubas is a good thing for hockey. Whether or not actual Kyle Dubas is really good at his job remains to be seen. I think he's pretty good. I think he'll do well, as long as he has control. I think, you know, while he was with the Leafs in in the assistant GM role, he had control over the Toronto Marlies, and... I know it's a different situation, AHL to NHL, how you run a team, but he was able to get that team to win a Calder Cup. Like, I, I think there's there's something to be said about that, especially at that point in his career where he was, you know, really young and, and, and up and coming. So now he's no longer, you know, in a position where he's the GM having to answer to anybody. He's he's a, he's above that. He's the president of hockey operations. Whoever he ends up hiring as GM will kind of need to be in step with what he wants to do. And it'll be interesting to see uh, who he brings in, uh, if if anybody. I mean, maybe it's uh, – we don't, uh, do we know for sure that there's a GM position they coming, or is he going to be kind of assuming both roles? He's going to assume both roles through July, and then they're going to look – Bring somebody in as a general manager, but again, so he'll so he'll start kind of the off season in his yeah. picture, and then bring somebody yeah. in. And it'll be interesting to see what he does because he's kind of locked in with those Crosby, Latang, and Malkin deals. Yep. Um. So so he gets to hire another version of himself that doesn't have full control at GM because you know Kyle <laughs> Dubas is going to be like. Nope. Well, you know what? My team. It's fine when it works. Right. When it was Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer, everyone's like, "Okay, cool." Yeah. Because you got two smart guys calling, you know, working together in tandem. Mm -hmm. But what you don't want is what he had in Toronto, where maybe he and we talked about it yesterday. I think Greg, you had a specific. What was it? uh, Hagel and Flurry for. There was there was a there was a rumored deal that that Dubis wanted to do like (laughs) Flurry and Hagel. For Nye's plus extra, like might have been with the first round pick. I can't. I can't remember. I should have gone back and reread that. But anyways, something like that, and obviously that didn't come to fruition. Um, What's but a I big think that was GM move. Yeah, exactly. Next, that's a big. That's a big swing well, to take. He's gonna have to make some big boy moves to get the Penguins back in the contention with all that salary cap. And yes, Crosby and Malkin are still very productive players, but for how much longer? Mm-hmm. And Latang is productive when he's playing. That's his biggest issue. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, I loved, as someone who loves sports teams being petty as hell, I got the biggest kick when the Penguins made sure they announced it 30 minutes before yeah. the Maple Leafs announced the Bradshaw <laughs> yes. living. I love that. I was like, this is fantastic. Way to steal Toronto's thunder. Yep. All the- and then make all the questions about Kyle Dubas at the Bradshaw oh, leaving uh, press conference. Loved every second of that. Um, that that had to be calculated. Oh, for absolutely sure. that was. <laughs> Dubas was like, yeah, I'm going to take this job, but you have to announce it right now. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the only I way I choose when it. you announce it. You can yeah. give me a million dollars less if you announce it 30 <laughs> minutes before the Leafs press conference. Um, and, th- and that's going to start a little bit of a rivalry between um, uh, the Leafs and the Penguins, I think. It might, um, yeah. And, and somebody mentions Jason Spezza. There is no doubt Jason Spezza is getting a job in the Penguins front office. Yeah. I mean, he, I think that he, makes a lot of sense. he quit the second he learned Dubas wasn't going to be back. That's loyalty. And he, he'll, he'll reward that. It'll, yeah. So maybe Spezza becomes the maybe figurehead GM. GM. Who knows? Yeah. And it's a tandem. Uh, we'll see. But I guess the guys at the athletic hockey show were completely wrong when, well, they are not guess they were completely wrong. 
when they said it was all but a done deal that Eddie Olchek was going to get that job and Dubas was going to be the GM. Another yeah. team passing on Eddie Olchek. Uh, I mean, in a, in a league where it's retread, like Chuck Fletcher can keep getting jobs, yeah. and Peter Sorelli somehow keeps getting interviewed for jobs, and Eddie Olchek can't get one? That tells me a lot. Well, you know, and by the way, retread, before I didn't want to interrupt your point, how many? So when Kyle Dubas loses this job and gets hired again, is he officially a retread? <laughs> how many treads does it take to become a is retread? It your third job? I when mean, you technically, it's just one. You know, he's already a retread. Right, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we gotta. We'll talk, we'll talk to like some sports science people and say we what could, officially defines a yeah, retread. We could we could recapture this when he gets fired in Pittsburgh in three years. There's yeah. there's got to be some formula to how many positions you've had and how much success you actually had. Because if if guys keep winning cups in different areas, it's like oh yeah. For sure, keep yeah. keep yeah, going. Right. But yeah. Like a guy like Theo Epstein wasn't a retread. He right. was a guy that was like, I won Proven. the second most cursed <laughs> franchise in the league. Mm-hmm. Now I want to do it with the most cursed franchise, and he did it. Yeah, like um, Peter Shirelli would retread. be a retread. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, I was just saying about Edzo. It's and I don't want to feel like I'm. I feel like we have the reputation as like the show that craps on Eddie O, and I don't think that's true. I just listening that. to that interview with him on Blackhawks Talk. He doesn't sound like a modern hockey thinker. And that's okay. And some teams want that. But I think the league is moving away from the frame of mind of where Eddie's coming from and building a team. And everything is cyclical, right? So as soon as a team with the old school, like let's say the Calvary Flames had won a Stanley Cup under Daryl Sutter, a bunch of teams would be bringing in the old school style coach and the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Everything is copycat. Right now, the analytics is winning out. And I think when it comes to that conversation with Eddie, he struggles in that, and he doesn't totally believe in it. And I I don't think he's violently against it, but I think he is more of an eye test, old school, you know, sandpaper and grit kind of a guy. And I think most teams around the league are looking for someone with a little more of an analytical mind, especially at the top when you're Mm -hmm. talking about your hockey operations and your general managers, if you want to bring in an old school coach like that, I think there's still a place in the game for those guys who, all right, give me your analytics and I'll look them over and use them as I see appropriate, but I'm still going to use my in-game experience and my scouting and all those things to make my roster decisions. That's fine. I just think when you're putting the entire control of an organization under one guy or two guys, you want to make sure that the people at the top have a, a mind for both parts of the game. And I think that, I'm not saying that Eddie, that sounds like a lack of intelligence saying it. Of course it's not. I just think Eddie prefers the old school style yeah. where most teams now are looking to hire more analytically uh, yeah. aligned people. He leans definitely more towards the Mike Milbury column than the Kyle Dubas column. Not as, not as big of a dinosaur as Milbury. Sure. But he definitely. But if those are the, if those are the poles, the spectrum, yeah, right? Yeah. Definitely leaning more <laughs> towards the Milbury side. Yes. Right. Um, right. Right. And, yeah, that's all, you know, the, the analytics. I think another reason why the analytics has become so important to hockey teams is because of the hard salary cap. You want to crunch the numbers and be like, listen, maximize. we could get three guys that do the same thing at half the price. Yeah. And, they, and the numbers prove it. And that's, you know, the teams that have had sustain, sustained success over the past few years rely a lot on that uh, to keep their salary cap uh, under control and be able to compete every year. Yeah. So you need more of those number crunchers, your Jeff Greenberg kind of guys that yeah. don't necessarily know, you know, 
the X's and O's That's religiously, okay. but they're there to crunch the numbers yeah. and tell you what moves make better sense from the number standpoint. And you can't like, I'm, I'm in the middle of the eye test analytics. And you, so you need, you need both. Greg Rags is in here just hanging out. Who is the guy the bears had for years that just handled the cap? Remember that he was like the one guy who would make sure the cap fit on all the contracts. He wasn't a GM. No, this was like a, a one. He like worked with the uh, front office, and his job was the cap, like getting contracts and making sure everything worked, doing all that math. I'll look it up. Was it Andy Cap? It was. Yes, it was Andy Cap. <laughs> Did no, he have a fight on the way home? Oh my god, it's gonna drive me nuts. But the the Bears had one guy who's literally his job was to negotiate or to work out the contract salary cap contract and all the CBA stipulations. Because you could even be like. I know all the X's and O's of hockey and I know all the analytics and what they mean. But in terms of like deciphering a CBA. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that's tough. You need experts to do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You need lawyers <laughs> and accountants <laughs> yeah. and math so, majors. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, the, the, the trend of, of sports in general, I, I think is leaning a lot towards the analytics. We see it in, in, in baseball, um, you see it brought up in football. Uh, it's definitely coming over to uh, uh, to hockey now, in, in 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 large part. And you know, I I think there's there like you said, there's definitely an opportunity for for Olchek if he really wants it to have a front office position again. Um, I just don't. I just think those opportunities are getting smaller and smaller as as you know the the minds of the game start to progress and and, and see you know, a little bit more of, of how to piece together a roster. It's, it, it's kind of like we talked about <clears throat> yesterday in our, you know, in our, in our mailbag episode where it was kind of like uh, we had the question about getting a, an enforcer to protect Connor Bedard. It's like, well, that's kind of the seventies, eighties, early nineties mindset that you don't necessarily need to do that anymore because the game is kind of evolving to where, you know, guys don't take runs at superstars like that much anymore and if they do most teams have someone who will answer for them uh and it doesn't necessarily have to be someone who goes out there for six minutes a night and just punches people right like it can be someone you know who 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 sticks up for teammates fights and also is you know and can score effective goals. in maybe yeah. you know 15 or 16 minutes a night whatever it needs to be so yeah i mean i, I i'm i'm not surprised that olchek continues to get opportunities i'm also not surprised that he kind of hasn't landed one yet and it's not like he's trying to get back into the game like he is you know embedded in in hockey uh through broadcasting with the kraken and nationally and everything so he's in the sport he sees everything i'm sure he sees he sees so much of the game that if he were to take a front office job it's not like he's jumping back in with you know hasn't been in hockey since the mid-2000s like he watches all these games sees all these teams um and he prepares like nobody else yeah and he prepares for for knowing the ins and outs of all these all these teams and uh so it's it's kind of like scouting basically while being a broadcaster so it's uh it's it's interesting that you know he he came up he was he was rumored it wasn't just a one-off like a lot of the you know insiders and analysts were bringing up his name and you know it just doesn't go his way this time yeah, for whatever reason he just can't get past that final interview i don't yeah. know we're not in the room so uh you know, we don't know what the final decision is, but Kyle Dubas is in Pittsburgh, and then Brad Tree Living is in Toronto, and uh, it seems like 
the Maple Leafs are just going to do the same thing. Okay, Brad, you sit here and be the scapegoat while we have 85 cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And then here's what blew my mind today. I actually had to like make sure it was actually Elliot Friedman before I retweeted it (laughs) because it was so ridiculous. I was like, that has to be a fake account. (laughs) And thanks to the way Twitter is today, it's so easy to get tricked by fake accounts Mm -hmm. now. But Elliot Friedman, the real Elliot Friedman, I made sure tweeted out that one of the things of restrictions on Brad Tree Living's deal is he is not allowed at the draft table. How in the F is your general manager not allowed to sit at your draft table? Is that an NHL thing? Like he's like, no, No. that's a a Leafs thing. Like, I don't know. Like, no, but the famous picture of Kyle Dubas with two phones. No, I know. I know. I know GM (laughs) sit at the table. I'm saying because he's, under contract late? Is that a thing? No, it's or, the Leafs. Are like, no, the Leafs are just saying you don't sit at the table? table? That's so weird. I mean, I granted, I, you don't need to be at the table to make decisions. Everybody has phones. Sure. You can make a quick phone call, but that just sounds so weird. Like, yeah, you're the boss now, but you don't get to be at the table for maybe one of your most important nights of your job. That's ridiculous. You don't get to be part of that. Mm. Like, Setting up to fail. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, wait, and if you're willing to just go there, take the money, and leave in two or three years when everybody blames you that you're the problem, go for it. But, you know. Maybe he had a vacation already planned. <laughs> Can't get know. out of it. I, non, I read, non-refundable cruise. I, I <laughs> literally stared at that tweet for like 10 minutes that trying so to figure weird. out what, what. what? And Bizarre. Yeah, I, maybe there's more to it, that, but it just, why would you not have your general manager sit at the draft table? Hmm. That's uh, dumb. I, I don't know. Uh, by the way, guy I'm thinking of is Cliff Stein, and his official title is General Counsel. Mm. So he is their cap guru, their capologist. There so, hey, here's a deal we want to do. Cliff, look it over. Make sure we're not missing anything, and that's his job. Every time Cliff I hear Stein. the name Stein, I think of that scene from Blues Brothers. What are you going to do if we go in there and start playing anyway? What are you going to do about it, huh? Stein. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe nice. the draft thing. That is so dumb. That, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know the I mean, whole. Yeah, it's maybe it's just you know the Shanahan saying like, okay, like you're not. We don't want you to get involved in our process. Right. You take over once the no, draft. Apparently, over. it's Calgary because he was still under contract to Calgary. So Calgary booked uh, that up for this year okay. only. Okay, appreciate so it. Chad. There were, I'd never saw. I didn't see a follow up tweet with that. From leaving, you know, from seeing that and then coming here to the office. So Calgary. So since he was tech, they needed permission to hire Tree Living. They said he's not allowed as part of your draft process because he's probably got too much inside information on what the Flames are doing. So that makes sense. It wasn't a a Leafs (laughs) thing. So my, but see, it's so easy to think that the Leafs are doing leafy things. That it's easy to to so okay that makes more sense. He's gonna it's do the so uh, Bobby Valentine, uh, the fake mustache, yeah, fake mustache and some glasses. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm Tad Bree living. <laughs> uh, that's that's funny. Intern yeah. Tad Bree living. Right. Yeah. God damn! I just want to hate on the lease for something else. I mean, oh well. It's sometimes don't worry. Give him ten minutes. Sometimes yeah, when those yeah. ridiculous things happen, you're like, this doesn't make sense. Oh, it's it tied to the lease. Well. Maybe it does make sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. All right. Now that it's been fully explained, there we I, go. Uh, right. That makes a little more sense. Well, we all learned something. All right. So the other bit of news before we uh, before Liam McHugh jumps on with us, uh, Corey Pronman of the Athletic published his latest uh, NHL draft. Uh, what do you call it? 
Jesus. Mock draft. Mock there draft. we go. Hello. Beer's kicking in already. This Goose Island's already taking hey. a toll on me. Um, it's that 9. And you guys are going to be shocked with who they have the Hawks taking first overall. Oh. Defenseman? Is it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. It's a defenseman. Yes. Yes, it indeed so is Connor Bedard. Does Yaroslav Spacek have another kid? I'm waiting for the one mock draft where someone gets like big brain and, and writes Fantilli and it starts a whole oh, freaking thing on our show. I'm going to take that week off. I'm sure, I'm sure someone will release a mock draft. That says Fantilli or Mitchkov, yeah. number one, and everyone will lose their shit. Don't worry. They're taking Connor Bedard. Yeah. Yep. It's a done deal. It's happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They can. Uh, but the other interesting thing on that was uh, they had uh, Mitchkov falling to eight to the Capitals. Interesting. But does he get past the Coyotes? If I'm the Coyotes. And you know you have to wait three years. It's going to be at least three years before you figure out where the hell you guys are playing. Th- and you yeah. have 12? Yeah. You have another 12, top 12 pick. I take Mitch Koff at six and then fill my a more immediate need at 12. I would say if if the arena deal had gone through and Mitch Koff is at six, you take Mitch Koff. I think now the Coyotes are under the eight ball with whatever's going to happen with them. If it's, you know, a new arena deal or what, whatever, they might need someone who's like one to two years away and not rolling the dice on maybe three years away. I don't know. That's one of the questions I but wish. You still have to think had. of your long-term, like in three years, no matter where they're playing, there's still going to be a franchise that needs to win a hockey game. Sure. No, if, I, 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 I get that. I'm just yeah. saying, I'm just saying if you're trying to sell the coyotes, on staying in Arizona, having, you know, a player that's like next, you know, not, not this season, but next season he'll be here and he'll be part of the, I wonder if that even matters to the people voting though. It doesn't like, I feel like the hockey fans voting are going to vote. Yes. Yeah. Like they're not on the fence of, well, if it's Mitch Yes. If it's not, no, No, I I think it's people are are, like, and I don't know if you're going to convince, you know, grandpa Joe who lives in uh, Scottsdale or whatever. No, to to add three cents to his taxes every year. It's going to be the hockey fans voting. Yes. And the senior citizens who don't want the traffic and the noise. Right. That, that will vote. No, it's, it's every time. Um, so maybe wasn't that stadium going to be right by the airport. What noise? What's just, (laughs) you know how it is. It is in the entire campaign against it. As we talked to uh, Craig Morgan was complete disinformation it was all scare tactics. That's all it was, and it totally worked. Yeah. And yeah. people read headlines, and that's it. And as I said, know. I spent three years on a zoning board in Northwest Side of Chicago, and to get anything done, you wanted to add a puppy groomer to to the neighborhood, and people would be like, "What about all the dog crap that's going to be on our sidewalks now? Because all these extra dogs in the that's neighborhood." That's a valid point. Like, like, yeah, it was like a it was like a landmine yesterday walking from uh, the dog parks to here. It's like that again today. We've got the dog park. How do you where he should not be named walks his dogs. There's the <laughs> dog groomer and enters our office. Yeah, and you have to literally it's like hopscotching to work between piles of dog poop. I, yesterday there was some puke out there. It was fun. I don't understand me, how <laughs> uh, when you have a dog you sign the social contract that you were picking up after them. Thank you. Like, come on. Yep. Yeah, this morning my dog pooped in a forest preserve and I was like. I don't have to pick this up, but I'm going to. Right, exactly. Yeah. I pooped in a forest preserve this morning, too. <laughs> well, you're getting all over the place. <laughs> as long man. as you pick it up. <laughs> I think of the SNL skit where, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? He was Dr. Spachemin in uh, 30 Rock. 
Chris something. Chris Catan. Nope. The other Chris. It doesn't matter. Chris Parnell. Chris Parnell was yeah. like pooping in Will Ferrell's backyard. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like ran off in his underwear. That's Greg in the, uh, yeah. Oh man. Yesterday was, there was just a giant, giant pot. It was awful. All right. Anyway, anyway, back, back, to, back to Corey <laughs> Prom. Anyway, who did Corey Pronman have the Blackhawks <laughs> taking at 19? Uh, he had the Blackhawks <laughs> taking Oliver Moore, which I know hey. would make some of our fans happy. That's the name has been mentioned. The thing that caught me, uh, caught my eye was my guy Matthew Wood was taken at eleven by 11. the Canucks, which is a pick that may or may not be available. Uh, so you know you trade you trade nineteen and maybe one of those second round picks, and you get you know Bosser or Garland and Matthew Wood. Sign me up right now. Sure, sizable guy, scoring touch. I wouldn't hate Matthew. Wood. I also wouldn't hate Oliver Moore. As far as skating goes, I think he's... Uh, he fits that he's, Kyle Davidson mold. I think he's regarded as one of the best, if not the best, skaters in this draft class. So yeah. that definitely checks uh, a, the biggest box that the Blackhawks have. And so Andrew Crystal, or Crystal, depending on how you pronounce it, uh, was not on that first round. No, he's draft. slipping. Yeah, I, I know people love him because the connection to Bedard and all that stuff. Um, yeah, but you know, we'll see that that may or may not make a difference. Yeah, I uh, probably won't. But but again, you never know. What are the chances of the Blackhawks actually pick at 19? I think it's I mean, they're talking about it openly. Yeah. Kyle Davids is like, yeah, we want to move up. Mm-hmm. We've got the assets to do it. We're looking to move up. And that's, you know, kind of on your on your Coyotes thing. If they're at six and Mitch is there. Trade down, even if it's a spot or two. You tr- if you're like I don't we don't want any part of Mitch Koff. We like two or three guys left on the board. You take that. You trade down to yeah. maybe yeah, but, even a one spot you, for a team that really wants them. But you somehow got to get the team at seven to kind of say we want Mitch Koff so the Capitals jump ahead of them to make sure they get them. Yeah, right. Well, that I mean that's what starts the whole uh, the whole bidding war, mm-hmm. and that's what puts yeah. the Coyotes in good shape. Because again, we since the Hawks won the draft lottery, we've stopped talking about the depth of this draft and how good it is. You know, like. There's many guys at six that you can talk yourself into. Oh, yeah. So if they like, maybe they're on the fence between two or three guys and say, I know there's teams below us that want Mitchkov really bad, and maybe we get to add a third or a second here and do and do good business because we're not. T- it's like the Bears. They didn't want to take, uh, what's his face, from uh, Georgia? Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to do it. They're like, nope, we're trading down. Give us an asset. Take it. Yeah. Right. Take this burden off of our hands. That, that's, I mean, that, that's where you find out how far ahead and how deep of a thinker your GM is, mm-hmm. right? And how it takes a lot of nerve to do something like that, you know? And I'd like to see, you know, if Arizona's got the balls to do it, go for it. Like, I would, I'd be trading down. I, it still scares me with Mitch Cobb. If the Hawks get the, if he's there and the Hawks pick, whether it's 11 or 19 or wherever, I think you can take it. But if, if that's my pick, that is scary for me. That's a scary proposition. I mean, it's definitely a high risk, but it seems like the reward is worth it. Yeah, and I don't think the risk is as high as people think it is. Sure, there is a chance he never comes, but when, when was the last high-profile superstar Russian player that didn't come to the NHL? The only difference, though, is everything with Ukraine and like them being banned from the Olympics, and it, it's just times are different. It is. So but, that's, but that's kind of... That, that stuff is probably going to eventually right itself at some point. You know, I don't think Russia is going to, you know, 
Putin's not going to be alive forever. This is not going to be a permanent thing. Things will change at some point. Yeah. Uh, you know, that could be fodder for him wanting to get out even quicker. Yeah, um, who knows? So, yeah, maybe. I mean, it doesn't... I, there's not a long history. I and mean, your, your your point is is valid about its turbulent times and uncertainty. But there's not a long history of Russian guys, especially of that caliber, saying, nope, I don't want to go to the NHL. No, I, like you said, I think it's an opportunity to get the hell out of there while things are what they are. Especially with, you know, whatever happened with his dad, you know, that could be a determining factor yeah. too. Where we're like, I definitely... And has there been, for those that missed it, this was a couple weeks before the draft lottery. Mm-hmm. News happened that Matvey Mitchkov's dad, like, turned up in a lake. He was, um, he was missing for, like, I think two or three days, and then they found him, you know, found his body. Um I don't. I haven't heard anything else beyond that. Beyond yeah. that, just it just that's the that's what happened. And it's still a mystery of what actually happened. It seems like when it happened, a lot of eyebrows went up, like oh, and then that was the last you heard of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think if I think there's going to be a lot of teams if he falls beyond five six um, that are going to start jumping over each other to try and try and get him because I I, I think. A lot of those teams in the six, seven, eight range are, you know, are able to take a swing on him. Like, like the Flyers, Capitals, like they're they're able to take a swing on him. Coyotes with the extra pick, why not take a swing on him? I I, I think I think there's there's definitely value and and reward to taking the risk on on taking him. Blackhawks could take if that the Blackhawks got up to eleven and he's on the board. I want I want him, them to take him. Yeah, you've already got Bedard. Right. So why not? If they if they get up to eleven and he's on the board, you ha- I, you have to take him. Yeah, I, I think at that point you can't just, let him fall. I don't, I don't think he falls past the capital. No, I, I really don't think don't. so either. But just that's just too good of a fit there. Yeah, um, and maybe having Ovechkin there, maybe they think they've got a, a you know a, a power play where they can get him here sooner. Maybe get him out of that contract. You yeah. know, Ovechkin calls, you know, the team and says, "Hey, listen, let 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 the kid out of his contract to come here and then." Uh, when I'm done at the year after I break Wayne Gretzky's record, <laughs> I'll come home and play for you guys for two years, so you can make a billion dollars selling tickets. Yeah, maybe. That sounds good. We're still waiting on Liam McHugh. Um, he had some uh, school issues with his children, mm-hmm. so nothing bad. But that's why he had to move from uh, two to two thirty. So he should be calling in any minute. But uh, first, we want to tell you about how to become a diehard here at CHGO Sports. It's very easy and it's very smart to do. Yes, it is. Just head over to allchgo.com. You'll see the, uh, the the link up at the top to become a diehard member. And what do you get when you become a diehard besides our undying love and gratitude? That's it. Which is priceless. <laughs> uh, you're going to get access to all of our premium written content, everything that's behind the paywall, our rebuild report uh, coming you know, from the Blackhawks, all of our great extra bonus covers for the Bears. The Sox, the Cubs, the Bulls, we got Sky, we got our soccer coverage. All of that premium content is unlocked for you. Plus, you're going to get to pick out a free shirt or hat of your choice. Free hat. There's a lot of good Blackhawk ones out there. You should get one of those. That will get sent directly to your house in an awesome little box that comes with this really cool CHGO All-City sticker set, as well as your diehard membership card. You're also going to get a free shirt every year when you renew. Plus, if you love all of our dope merch, as uh, Grandpa Stucky likes to call it, <laughs> you're going to get 20% off 
everything you ever purchased from us again. And that includes all tickets to all of our awesome events like stadium takeovers, tailgate parties, maybe some fun draft stuff in Nashville, possibly. Mm, awesome. Uh, you can save money on that. Uh, so the perks just keep coming. So besides our love and affection, you get discounts, free merch, and perks 365 days a year. So all chjo.com become a diehard member today. That's it. You save money as a diehard. Yeah. And you save Monergy with ComEd. That's right. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, to be exact. It is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve help manage energy usage and lower energy bills now into the future and into the future. That is correct. And ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Jay? What? Can you tell Liam how that works? Yes. Liam, I know you're on hold. Write this down. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs, and these can be done in person or virtually, which is nice. And they last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, Liam will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects. Then he can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business or a fancy broadcasting set, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today, Monergy, for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment Go to, write this down, comed.com slash powering biz. Is that B-I-Z? It is B-I-Z. Mm. The one and only biz. <laughs> Schedule it today. Uh, before we jump to Liam. Uh-oh. Uh, we'll touch on this after we spoke with him, or we can touch on it with him. Uh, from Elliot Friedman, Patrick Kane's representative, Pat Brisson, says Kane had hip resurfacing today under Dr. Dr. Edwin uh, Hoos, H-S-U, as is normal, follow-ups are planned, but roughly four to six-month recovery wow. is expected. Brisson says Kane wants to play for a long time, and doctors are optimistic that that will happen. So four to six months. So that's December. He is Hosa Jr., my friend. Four, no, uh, four months would be start of the season. Yeah, so and six that's, would be And December. that's optimistic. Yeah. Wow. Hey, so, you know what? It shows you that he was definitely dealing with something, but you got to wonder what that does to his free agency. I mean, the yeah, fact that you're he's getting it probably. You know what is good? It actually, we'll get to Liam here in a second. But if you're a team looking to sign him, you sign him, you LTIR that money, and it helps you save on the cap, right? Doesn't it allow you a little more flexibility until as you add him on later in the year? Until you until you add him on to the yeah roster, you you'd have to bank his AAV for when he's yeah, just, or just have him uh, recover until the start of the playoffs and bring him back then. <laughs> sure. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. He's had a setback. It's not, it's not like that's <laughs> never happened before. Nope. Tampa Bay lightning. I'm no. looking at you. Hawks have never done that either. That's for Interesting. sure. And Antoine Vermette. All right, let's stop making Liam wait and bring him in here. Liam McHugh from TNT is with us now. Liam, thanks for being with us, man. We appreciate you. It's good to be on. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. I, I heard this yesterday. Despite the long historic sports coverage of TNT, this is the first time TNT will cover a major sports championship. That's unbelievable. It, it's it was kind of surprising to all of us as well. Uh, we were 
sitting around the beginning of the playoffs and uh, we share kind of this space with the NBA guys. And once the playoffs get going, it, it's wild. And that first night, it was a Tuesday night. So we also had baseball going on that night. And so everybody was in there. You had like Pedro Martinez walking by, Charles Barkley, Shaq. Just Shaq, by the way, when he enters the room and he sees hockey guys, he pretends to skate through the room, uh, which is <laughs> just hilarious. Uh, but the uh, one of the execs came in. The Stanley Cup was there for the first day, and he they put it down. And he had this like really heartfelt, interesting speech about just like how important this was. Uh, and how it's something that people have worked here a very long time, decades, and never been a part of, and that, that everyone had been looking forward to it all year. And I think it's something that I know myself, and you know, probably Anson Carter had been at NBC, and we were used to doing the Stanley Cup year in, year out. Plus, uh, you know, we've been involved in Super Bowls and so many different uh, championships that you do you take it for granted. It's hard. To, it's it's a strange thing to say that you would take something like that for granted. But this place had, had been involved, had done high level sports, but never had done this before. Well, That's it, awesome. It's awesome. Congrats. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, it is the Stanley Cup final. We all predicted the Florida Panthers <laughs> and Vegas Golden Knights. And we've been talking about it all week. And it feels like it can go either way. I've seen some projections like they give the odds to win a series like 52-48. This is about as close as it's going to get. How are you feeling about it? Uh, I'd feel a lot better about the Panthers if they didn't have this long layoff. Uh, I really would. This feels like a team of, of uh, the moment and a magical run. And it's a lot of good vibes happening in that room. I, I still go back to Matthew Kachuk when they won in Boston the first round uh, and they won game five in overtime and he had that winner. And he puts the puck up because they travel with the little plaque where you put the pucks up for the amount of wins it's going to take to, to uh, win the Stanley Cup. And he puts it up and he's like, well, remember this room. We'll be back here for game seven. And he puts it in and they're all going crazy. They come back, they win that series. Uh, I don't like the layoff them at all uh, and I, I don't think it helps I don't think it helps a guy like Sergey Bobrovsky either because uh, his mental state he was so locked in uh, it looked a lot like prime Dominic, Dominic Hasek it looked probably a lot like the guy they expected when they signed him for 10 million dollars a year uh, yeah. he's completely changed the narrative about his career during this run and rightfully so because he's been brilliant so I think it's tight. I think the odds makers are right. I think there's a good chance we get a game seven in this, but everyone will say that about a tight series. And I would <laughs> often caution you to look back to the last series because Carolina and Florida was about as tight as it gets. And it was a sweep. So you really never know. Yeah. It's just kind of the way this thing goes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we all predicted that series to go at least six or seven. I know yeah. I predicted seven in Carolina and, you know, a couple bounces here or there and that series does go seven. Uh, or it's a sweep the other way. Um, yep. So the, a lot of people are comparing the Panthers to that 2012 Kings team, kind of this magical run, an eight seed. I, I, I think the Kings kind of came out a little more out of nowhere that year because the Panthers are just one season removed from a president's trophy. Um, but they're winning on the road. They've, they've got a ton of road wins, and they're winning in tough places. So usually starting a Stanley Cup final on the road after a long layoff would not be a good thing. But for these Panthers, it doesn't seem like that's a big deal. No, it doesn't seem like that way at all. Um, you know, and, and they're definitely, you know, this, the similarity really is between those two teams, the 12 Kings and them is, you know, they got great goaltending and they were out of it and people didn't think they'd make it. I think this Panthers team, it's, it's a great story because they were the President's Trophy winner last year. They went to the playoffs. They flamed out in the second round. Couldn't score on the uh, on the power play. 
They looked in over their heads in a big moment, so they kind of blew it up, right? They got a new head coach, even though they had a coach of the year finalist. They had a guy who set the franchise record for points in a single season, John Huberto, and they traded him. They traded Mackenzie Weger. The guys they picked up at the deadline, they were all gone. And they bring in Matthew Kachuk, who I think we all thought was a good player, but I don't think anyone expected this. Not in these moments, not to be this clutch. Um, so it's it's been something of a magical run. It's definitely one of these situations where you don't expect it. But what I love about them and the reason I think they're so good on the road is they have harnessed this energy of not just us against the world, but like we should not have been here to begin with. You know, uh, as you guys well know, the Blackhawks had to go into Pittsburgh and win during the final week at a time when it was not a great idea for them to win that game. And it was a very good idea for Pittsburgh to win that game. And neither one of those things happened. Pittsburgh loses, Chicago wins, and all of a sudden the Florida Panthers are in the playoffs. And they've continued to heap the pressure on every team that they played. It's all on them. I, I mean, I remember Kachuk talking to us after one of the wins in overtime about uh, Boston. He's like, I'll tell you how I feel right now. I'd rather be in our locker room after this game than theirs. Because he knows. Like, it's all piling on for them. The difference now is that you're four wins away from the Stanley Cup. So the pressure is on you. I don't care if you're the underdog even slightly. You can't play that card anymore. There's a good chance, and Kachuk, of all people should know this, considering his father never hoisted the Stanley Cup, there's a chance you never get back. And you're four wins away. So they're going to feel that in this series. We've been joking here that the Panthers should send Buddy Robinson, who had a game-winning goal in that Penguins game, a ring if uh, they win the Cup. (laughs) That that was a great moment, by the way. I, I definitely had some colleagues who were like, what? Buddy Robinson? Yeah, well, there there are people who thought it was like a made up name. Uh, (laughs) We thought that, too. Um, We (laughs) but those of us who had to host a live postgame show after that game in the middle of the Connor Bedard Derby winning a game at that point, it was like it was like the most angry our our, our fans had been in a long time. Like people were ready to like push Buddy Robinson in front of a train. But it's worked out well for both sides now. Yeah. Oh, it's good times for you guys. I mean, uh, that, that draft lottery party must have been off the hook. And, uh, yes. Listen, I, yes, it I was. Love Chicago. Listen, I, I love Chicago. Uh, I got a chance, obviously, to go there for a couple Stanley Cup finals. There's nothing like it in June when that team's going. So uh, the cool thing about Bedard is it does sound – listen, it would be insane almost if he lived up to the hype because the hype's that high, right? It, it's it's McDavid level. It's Crosby yeah. level. But uh, – if it's close to McDavid Matthews, if it's even in that stratosphere, the great thing is you may not have to wait that long. He might be good right away. And if yeah. he's good right away, all of a sudden you got cap room. People are like, I want to live in Chicago. I want to play with that guy. And That's it. This thing goes a lot quicker. That's our, our buddy Chris yeah. Peters from Flow Hockey said, uh, Connor Bedard is a shortcut. That's the guy you get <laughs> yeah. to, to, to cut your, your rebuild short. And we've been – you know, before you jump down, we're sort of dreaming about, well, what happens now in the draft? And they can trade up, they can trade down, they can trade all over. It's really changed everything here, and, and it's great. But um, back, back to the back to the cup final, I, I, I want to know what it's like for you. You know, you've worked with high-profile people before, but you start at TNT, and then uh, you're sitting next to Wayne Gretzky. Um, I, 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 he seems like the most humble guy in the world. Back when I was working in the sports radio world, he I had him on because the Cubs drafted his son. So we just it was an excuse to try to get Wayne Gretzky on the radio and it worked. And he was the <laughs> nicest guy and he emailed me back and just signs his emails ninety nine. 
which is the biggest flex in the history of the world. <laughs> and everyone knows who the email is from. But I, I don't know. How, do you have to, ever have to like pinch yourself when you're, you, you look to your, you look to your left and you're, you're right. And there's a Wayne Gretzky sitting there next to you. It's, it's a, it's a surreal life. Uh, I think when I'm, when we're doing the show and the cool thing about the show is uh, you forget you're on TV and you're just, you're just talking and, and really, I mean, listen, our, our group could probably use a reminder once in a while that we're on TV. Um, but <laughs> It's it's the day to day stuff. It's just like getting a random text from him um, that is not hockey related. Uh, I got a random phone call from him once because he was asking about like my glasses because he saw I kept taking them on and off during a broadcast. And he has a great eye doctor that I should call in New York, not oh, far wow. from where I live. And I'm having this long conversation. And then my wife comes in at the end because she, she can hear me. She's like, who was that on the phone? Like grilling you about your prescription and your eyes. I was like, uh, Wayne Gretzky. She's like, well, like, all right, that's, that's a new one. Um, you know, it, those are the moments. But but I think that's that's just the type of guy he is. I mean, he's, listen, he's larger than life. Uh, before you meet him, it's hard to imagine him as a real person. It, it, they, these guys feel like superheroes, right? It's it's hockey's Michael Jordan. Uh, but he's he wants to be part of the group. He wants to be part of a team. And I think that's distinctly hockey. Uh, he loves being around these guys. He's excited to go on the road. Uh, and the difference is like when you tell him what you did over the weekend uh, and it's boring and mundane because my life is a suburban dad of three and it's just like painstaking. Uh, but uh, he says, oh, I played golf. And like, you know, I got this argument on three with MJ and he's, I said, well, back up. Um, by MJ, you mean like Michael Jordan? He's like, ah, oh, yeah, you know. And it's like, no, no, we don't know. You can't gloss over details like that. Your life is very different than everyone else's. You can tell us about this stuff. Uh, he's, he's, despite all that, extremely humble. And what I love about him on the show is that he wants to chirp guys. He wants to be chirped. And he has an unlimited supply of the greatest hockey stories you've ever heard. And he's willing to share them. And I think that was my big question. You know, would he be that guy who came on, just talked for a little bit, didn't want to say much? But no, he, he's been out there. He shares stories, shares opinions, and uh, the show's so much better because of it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think that's something that a lot of people around, you know, the hockey world are, are really seeing about you guys and, and the panel is, is how, you know, kind of loose and fun it, it seems uh, while still delivering some pretty good uh, insight and analysis and everything. We, we talked to you last summer after year one, you know, do you feel like that group uh, is, is really kind of living up to what I think a lot of people were expecting, you know, the, the NHL and TNT to try and do is kind of try and be in that, you know, NBA mold where those guys, you know, I mean, they've had years to kind of build up that chemistry. Do you guys feel like that chemistry is, is getting built and it's kind of coming through in the, in the studio? I, I hope so. It feels that way to us. Uh, you know, we all get along, but, uh, we all, I think, you know, we all like each other and are comfortable enough with each other that, uh, if someone like chirps or insults someone on set, like it's all good nature and you move on. It's part of the show. And I think it's funny, like we now are at that point where if someone makes a mistake or they're stumbling over something and someone doesn't immediately just like point at them and start basically pointing it out to everyone at home, like we're annoyed at them because it's uncomfortable for us before it's, ha before they do that. We want everyone to kind of share in that embarrassing moment. Uh, I think, you know, I was concerned, obviously we had Rick Taki, who was such a big part of the show. And he was a guy who could connect generations because he played in one generation, played a very different brand of hockey than is played right now. But he coached 
younger players. And he was so connected to the game and knew so much about coaching modern players that he was, he was such a perfect guy to have on TV for information. He was a tremendous teammate, always wanted to make the show better. Uh, so it was going to be difficult to replace. And listen, we still haven't fully replaced it because we haven't brought another person who has the coaching chops. But we brought in Henrik Lundqvist. And I think this is another guy who seemed, in some ways, especially as a New Yorker, he, he really is larger than life. I mean, you can go into Times Square and see billboards of this guy. He's a fashion icon, a sports icon. Uh, you know, he's a New York legend. But he wanted to be part of the group. He liked the show. He liked the vibe of it. And he's come on. And he's been in really seamlessly. And what I love about him is now I realize how dumb we were talking about goalies in the past because we knew nothing and we were just pretending like we did. And now when he's in, his expertise is, it enhances the show so greatly. And his ability to communicate that expertise uh, is second to none, where he can teach a goalie who's been playing for 20 years of the fine points and at the same time not go over the heads of casual fans who are just tuning in. Everyone learns something. But... Uh, he still wants to be part of this. He, he wants to be part of the group that goes off the rails quite a bit. And our show does that. And I think where we are with that, listen, the comparisons, they're, they're going to be what they are. And it's nice to be compared to a show like uh, the NBA on TNT. Uh, I mean, inside the NBA is as good as it gets. But they're comfortable. Their chemistry is the best that's out there. And I think we just hope to have something close to that. I'm really glad you brought up Lundqvist because one of my favorite things you guys did, and I think – one of our complaints about hockey coverage over the years from the national perspective is they think that people don't want to know X's and O's. Oh, no, it's too much minutia. It's too much inside baseball. No. Hockey fans want to learn the game like other sports are learned on wherever else, right? You did this feature with Lundquist where he was talking about defending a breakaway, and I think it was Sarah Nurse and Gretzky were talking about scoring on a breakaway. And they were the trio was discussing okay, well, Hank, you're showing this, so I'm going to I'm gonna shoot here. And he's like, well, I know you do that, so to make up for that, I'm going to do this. And it was literally like a chess match happening live on TV. I had never seen anything presented like that before in the world of hockey. More of that, please. It was wonderful. Yeah. It was so good. And, like, you guys have done a wonderful job of that. That's the stuff that we could – I've been watching hockey for, you know, 35 years, whatever it's been, and I would never know that stuff. Right. That's the sort of stuff these guys give you the access to. It was so great. And and I, I kind of wonder, like, as the as the guy who kind of drives the train, what is that balance for you between analysis and uh you know, just kind of funny banter? What what's that formula in your head? What do you think makes for the right right level on the broadcast? Uh I listen, I want the show to entertain. Uh, I yeah. do, but you know, uh, it's funny, Talk and I used to have this conversation quite a bit where it's got to be smart and funny. And I think the minute you lose the smart aspect of it, uh, the attempt to be funny just becomes like white noise. And it, it's a lot of guys just laughing over each other and you know, patting each other on the back about how clever they are, even though no one at home feels that way. So the balance has to be there. It, it absolutely has to be there. And I think a good deal of like the fun and funny stuff in our show just comes from being self-aware which is if something ridiculous happens to the show, um, I mean, like just little slips of the tongue. I mean, we've been doing this for a long time and all of a sudden uh, Anson turns to Henrik Lundqvist and he goes, listen, Frank, and he starts asking a question. And I look over at Biz, I'm like, we're on the shed. I'm like, and Biz looks at me, gives me a nod. He's like, Frank. And he, he lets him go through and because it's Hank, which is great, he lets him continue. Right. He's just polite and he's just going to allow this to go. And he answers his question 
And then we're like, wait, 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 wait. we can't carry on with this show anymore because we heard it. Everyone else at home, who's Frank? And then Anson <laughs> denies the whole thing, like denies that this happened. So we go to commercial and of course, like we have great people behind the scenes. Boom, they're on the tape. We got a replay sequence coming back that we are going to go back and review the film. And it's, it's both because we didn't plan that to happen. We're not trying to have a viral video, but if a moment presents itself, I think the cool thing is everyone on the panel is willing to pounce, you know, like, and they want to, and in some ways you want it done to you. You would rather find out that way than find out later from somebody, especially like an executive. You're like, uh, his name's Hank. Don't call him Frank. Uh, you know, and I think that's, that's just a small moment, uh, that's, it happens so often in our shows, but I also think it's little things. It's like, Hey, if you did something strange or odd over the weekend and we have a picture of it and you don't think we're putting it up there, we're putting it up there. Like it's, it's going up and we're all going to look at it and we're all going to have our comments, but I can't lose. And I think especially when we're in these playoff moments, you, you can't lose uh breaking down the game. And I think you mentioned biz. I think one of the things that biz has really grown with this season is he's found that balance too, because I don't think there's a more entertaining hockey personality than Paul Bissonnette, but he's also taken moments where he's taken the whiteboard and he has completely broken down plays. And you realize how smart of a hockey guy he also is and how much he deeply cares about the game. So I think the fact that everyone is a little bit dynamic and flexible and just wants to talk hockey and have fun. It's, it's a, it's a nice balance. I wish I knew the formula for it, but, uh, I've been doing this a long time. This is about as much chemistry as, as I've ever felt on set. As somebody who referred to Max Domi as Ty Domi about 30 times this season, I can <laughs> empathize with Anson Carter. I've done Not, that. The nineties, the nineties will, will not, so. the nineties will not die for me. Like yeah. if you, I, I will call you your dad's name before I call you your name. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's happened to all of us. That's for sure. I, do you want to give a prediction or are you saving that for the broadcast? Uh, prediction. I, I mean, all my predictions are garbage. Uh, so you <laughs> well, you're in the right it, place. It's, it's, worth, ours. it's <laughs> worth absolutely nothing. Uh, I will say Vegas in seven. Uh, I think it's that tight. Uh, I, which is amazing to me that, like, you know, we're going to see Jack Eichel uh, hoisting the Stanley Cup. I mean, I, I got pretty deep Buffalo ties, and I got a lot of friends up there that are, are tie-hard Sabres fans, and I know it's going to pain them, and I think it's going to pain some Oilers fans too, right? Where, yeah. you know, it's, it, where it's just disbelief that, uh, you know, their guy's career has taken off in one way. Eichel's obviously won a different, and he has a chance to hoist this cup. I, I think it's them, and I think it's them in seven. The, the defense is just too strong. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like the Cats, they had a great run, and the layoff is going to hurt them. It, 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 it just is, and it could hurt them right away in these first two games. All right. Well, before we let you go, we got a lot of people chiming in. We don't know what kind of influence you have on future broadcasts, but a Connor versus Connor game one of the 2023-24 season will be a lot of fun. McDavid versus Bedard. So uh, do what you can to make that happen. <laughs> I, I will use all of the zero influence I have <laughs> to make that well, happen. Just email 99 at 99.com. <laughs> By the uh, way, you mentioned that. I got an email right before I came on with you, and it was 99. I'm so <laughs> I am so pissed yeah. at myself for not saving and printing that email and framing it. Uh, but man, but I'll tell you really quickly, Jonesy says that he would have done that with his email, but they kept changing his number every team he went to. So he felt like people wouldn't know who he was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, Liam, we appreciate it, man. We know you're busy. Enjoy Vegas. That's really a shame. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. Vegas and Florida in yeah. June. 
I'll try. I'll yeah, try, try to enjoy it. It's going to be rough. <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. Thanks, thanks guys. Thanks, Liam. That is uh, Liam McHugh from the NHL on TNT. Follow him on Twitter at Liam underscore McHugh underscore Mafia. Yeah. You and Liam. There you go, Mario. Partners in crime. That was good. I, that flew by. I, I just love having him on because I, I just love getting the insight, like the behind the scenes stuff of, of how that goes. And, yeah. you know, and just these reminders that even Wayne Gretzky is just a normal guy. You know, <laughs> I think he kind of has those vibes, though. Yeah. You know, like you're like, oh, my God, it's Wayne Gretzky. But he is kind of a disarming. He's kind of soft spoken. It's not like a giant. Like, you know, you'd see Shaq or like. Michael Jordan would come in here. It's like six six. Shaq is what like seven feet tall. Yeah, it's a little different. Like even Brian Urlacher is like just giant person. Wayne's kind of smallish, and yeah, I don't know. It's just it would be tough. Just you like, imagine yeah. that first broadcast. And you just look over and like, oh my God, yeah, right? It's yeah. <laughs> like us with Hosa. Like, yeah. what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> is this really happening? Is he really there? Yeah. 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 Cool. It, it definitely feels like Gretzky is. If, if you didn't know he was Wayne Gretzky, you could just go about your business around him and he wouldn't yeah like if he, you sat he wouldn't to mind playing you're just like oh i sat next to somebody's uncle yeah on the flight. like <laughs> yeah, i had no right. idea that was wayne gretzky yep. um i wish tnt was covering the draft because i'd love to to uh see liam in person down there and just chat but yeah, it might pretty, be down there do they get the awards or no is it all espn i think it's all espn I think espn is doing the or no are the awards on ESPN, or maybe our NHL Network. Or is it NHL Network? I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah. I have, I have not looked that much into the NHL awards this year. Yeah, well, um, we not a lot of Hawks on the list. I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure having covered all the way through the Stanley Cup final, and the end of the season, as Liam mentioned, a suburban dad of three, I'm sure he's not going to miss not having to go to Nashville yeah. in late June. Yeah, after this long season. So uh, definitely. Yeah, we'll just kind of have to run into Chelios and Messi and PK instead. By the way, I tweeted from my account and then retweeted from the CHGO Blackhawks account the video of the Lundquist, uh Sarah Nurse, and it was uh, Anson Carter was the third person Carter. on this uh, breakaway breakdown. It's just an example of some of the great stuff they've done yeah. on TNT this year. Yeah. So if you want to check that out, check it out. The TNT coverage as a whole has been superior to ESPN uh, for the first two seasons of this deal. I think so. Their studio is a little better, like, you know, they, they got better banter, better analyst, you know, and, you know, analysis of the games. Levy, Messier, Chelios and Subban are good, but I think there's, I think there's a lot that's left on the table yeah. with those guys there. Yeah, I don't see like, like, like how, like how Liam said, like Wayne has so many stories and is willing to tell them. I think Chelios and Messier have as many stories. Probably more. I don't, and, and maybe more. It's probably and not. And I don't many, think you're. I don't think as, you're opening that no, that lid. Those doors. Those stories are a little less family friendly than the potentially Wayne yeah, stories. Yeah. Probably, uh, and I think you know the TNT crew has more people that are not so far removed from the game. You know, Messier mm -hmm. and Chelios haven't played in thirty years, and it's a different game than it is now. Yeah. You brought PK in there to to kind of give you the move current thing, but you know, PK sometimes is more wanting to do his shtick mm -hmm. than, than be honest about things. And that kind of runs. Yeah. A little it's tough because you know, the, the TNT thing, and yes, of course, Gretzky is there, but you know, the like this and that, and these guys want to do that job. Like you can tell that they are passionate about the broadcast. And I don't know if that's a TNT thing, just giving them that freedom. That might be part of it. Could be. You know, ESPN might be telling them, hey, we don't want to hear any stories about the 90s. We don't want to get any letters about some bar you were at. Like, and then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not what we want to do here. 
Um, and look, anyone on the 90s Blackhawks has a lot of stories. I promise you, there's tons of them, mm-hmm. right? So it's not that they don't exist. I just think that the willingness, but I just feel like with Messi and Chelios, they're both fine, but I feel like it's more of a like, yeah, I'll do this for now kind of a thing. Like, yeah, all right, cool. I'll, I'll do the SPN thing for a few years, and if that doesn't work out, I'll yeah. see what happens elsewhere. I've got other opportunities. For the TNT crew seems more... I don't know if committed is the right word, but I think just a little more passionate. They they want to be hockey reporters and, and yeah. analysts where Messi and Chelly also kind of like, yeah, I'll do ESPN this favor and get them some ratings. Seems that way. Yeah, which is fine. Like, they, they, they both work. I just think TNT does a better better job. And uh, TNT is uh, in Atlanta, and Atlanta has a lot of sunny and hot weather down there. So uh, we're getting some of that now. It's It feels like summer is officially here and Shady Rays has got you covered for the warm weather ahead. You can take on that sun with gear built to last with the premium polarized shades at an affordable price that Shady Rays offers. They are an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn. I say even better. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. I just ordered two more pairs yesterday. That's how much I love them. Shady Rays offers you the most insane protection in all eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you break or lose your pair, even on day one, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the United States through the Shady Rays Impact. For, they're doing everything from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with the MS Outdoor Adventure of a Lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others just like it now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, but you will, you can exchange them for a brand new pair, return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your backside. And exclusive for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the promo code CHGO at checkout, and you're going to get 50% off all orders of two or more pairs of their awesome polarized sunglasses. That's buy one, get one free, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm not a math wizard. Uh, try. I'm not Cliff Stein, so I can't figure that there out. There you go. Nice. Call it back. Try for yourself. <laughs> the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. I listen. Yeah, I do. That's a lot of people's. <laughs> a lot of people's. A lot of stars. Hey, if you uh, got, let me start that again. Foco. Hey, they got great. <laughs> they got great stuff. You know, sometimes the the brain doesn't connect where uh, where you want it to. Uh, but hey, Foco is always going to uh, connect where you want it to with some of the best collectibles and memorabilia around. You can get yourself fitted out in the best sports gear. They got hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Anything you want your favorite team's logo on, Foco will slap it on there and you can get it and put it on yourself or on the shelf. Uh, it's baseball season, Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need. Uh, we are in Studio B, also known as the Radish Garden. Mm-hmm. There are not as many Foco bobbleheads in this studio as there are in Studio A, but our regular studio is decked out 
with uh, bobbleheads and collectibles from our friends at FOCO. If you like those or anything else, go to FOCO.com. That's F-O-C-O.com. Or click the link in the description below. And for all non-presale items, you can use the promo code CHGO and you're going to get 10% off. Again, that is FOCO.com, F-O-C-O, with the promo code CHGO. That's a lot of O's. A lot of O's. Show them your O face at FOCO. Uh, All right, we're back uh, tomorrow at 2. If you missed the news, we'll probably spend more time on it tomorrow. Patrick Kane uh, out four to six months with hip resurfacing. That sounds unpleasant. That sounds awful. (laughs) Yikes. Just uh, just imagine a sander going on your hip. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what I imagined. No, it's a tiny little Zamboni they put in there and it resurfaces your hip. It's a dry scrape. The guy from from ice hockey just like (laughs) bouncing up and down. Yeah, there you go. Oof. Well, that, we got that and a whole bunch more tomorrow at 2. Sure. We appreciate you being with us. Make sure you smash that like button on the way out. Make sure you subscribe everywhere you're allowed to subscribe, including YouTube and all your favorite podcast apps. And one final reminder, we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's number one rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.